Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio.
Good evening and good evening again. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio presents Learners Lounge Thursday. Tonight is Thursday night, the 15th of September, 2022. We are currently live in the Apple Valley studio tonight. The doctor is in and he will be breaking down the word of God to us, providing us the knowledge from what thus saith the Lord. So we are so elated tonight that you are here in Radio Land tonight with us. It is just an awesome opportunity to have you guys back yet again and again, time and time again. We are just so grateful. And tonight, for my portion of inspiration, tonight I want to feed off of the last few topics that we have talked about here on a Thursday night. What is holiness? I just want to break down my little tidbit of information about what is holiness for tonight to be very quick and simple so that, so Dr. Moore can come on. That is our national bishop at the Greater Omniscience Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ in Los Angeles. So if you're going to need a church home and you're in the Los Angeles area, please come down to 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001 at 11:30 a.m. every Sunday morning we welcome you in the storehouse with open arms. Now like I said I wanted to just piggyback off of what he was talking about of course what what my research findings are just a tad bit different because my research findings are coming through the Matthew Henry's commentary of the King James Version Bible and basically in the findings it says what is holiness and how can we to be holy? It says, holiness is a word that can make us feel uneasy. Now, it does seem lofty, threatening, or even an alienation. And we instinctively sense that God's holiness has a bit of a dangerous overtone. His purity calls our sinful attachments into question, demanding that we forsake them in order to enjoy the greatest of all goods, belonging to a God of infinite love, which is the agape love and power. To come usually with our hearts grasping tightly to the sins we cherish or to come lightly as though they are no big deal. Might be like throwing ourselves unto a roaring fire with the expectation we will not perish. How then can we be sinful and broken human beings hope to come into the presence of the holy God and survive that experience? Now, this is before we're getting saved. This is before we know what holiness is and before we have accepted God into our hearts and, of course, before we learned how we could be holy. Now, when God was forging a relationship with the said Israelites, he did tell Moses to give them the following instructions to enter the community of Israel. You must be holy because I, the Lord your God, I am holy. That is Leviticus 19 and 2. God was calling his people into a relationship with him, and he wanted his people not only to survive the experience, but to be nourished by it. But for that to happen, they needed to know the ground rules, needed to come to him on his terms, not on their very own terms. And then finally, to sum it all up for tonight, it says the Hebrew word for holiness is quote, a word that highlights the realm of the sacred in contrast to everything common and profane. Now, the adjective quados, which also means holy, refers to God and what belongs to him. In various places in Hebrew, there are scriptures, God is called by the title, the Holy One of Israel. Now, what can be holy? Time, space, objects, and people. Now, 
all can be holy to a certain extent if they belong to God. The temple in Jerusalem was considered a holy space and place, and the objects used in worship, they were considered holy objects. The Sabbath and feasts of Israel were considered holy days or holy seasons, and the Israelites were called God's holy people by virtue. That meant they belonged to him. So pretty much this was just a synopsis about what holiness can be. This is not the definitive answer of what holiness is. Absolutely, it's not. And this is also not the definitive answer or as to what or who can be holy. I, this is what I recommend when you talk about holiness and you get on this tedious subject here. There are so many different connotations, annotations in reference to holiness, how can one be holy, you know, what the steps are. There are so many different conversations and commentaries and commentators on this. So my best suggestion is get out your Bible and read this for yourself if you really want to know what really is holiness and you also want to know how can you become holy if you're not or what are the steps to stay holy. You know, your best bet, two things, get out your Bible, take notes, that's number one. Number two, listen right here to the broadcast because Dr. Moore, he can and will speak on topics like that. And also, too, if you ever have questions about the Bible, it doesn't matter what question, the only dumbest question is the one that you don't ask. So if you listen to our radio broadcast and you listen to us in the studio and you have some desire-burning questions about the Bible, please feel free to email us. You can email us at blessingsbygraceradio at yahoo.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Blessing My Grace Radio, in the comment section or in the messenger section, and you can submit to us your questions about the Bible. And then the questions get forwarded over to Dr. Moore, and he will take the time when God gives him the utterance, and he will try to get an answer to your question. And then based on that question that you've asked, he will, on one of the broadcasts, he will say, this is a question that was brought to my knowledge, and I just want to provide the answer. So that can be a possibility. If you have a question, please submit them via email or the messenger box or in a comment section. We'll gladly get the information to Dr. Moore. He will gladly take the time when God gives him this, you know, the utterance to do so, and he will come back with an answer to you. So I thank you for listening to the inspiration for today. Hopefully something I said kind of made sense. If it didn't, it's okay, because you're going to read and research for yourself. That way everything will make sense to you. But I do still want to thank you for listening in. And now the reason we're all here, Dr. Moore is ready to preach and teach the word of God. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Kedasha. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. And he said, let us be glad and rejoice already. Again, amen. We thank God, amen, for the inspiration words tonight uh, from our Sister Kedasha expressing to you, amen, uh, what is holiness. And that amen is the Lord giving me a... uh, Continuous on holiness, amen. What is holiness? I taught that last week, amen, and you can go back, amen, and pick that up if you want to hear where we're coming from. And I'm going to, amen, continue holiness tonight, amen. Uh, Amen. What is holiness? Tonight, amen, we're going to talk about the necessity of holiness, of being holy. Praise the Lord. Amen. It is important 
to know, amen, what holiness really is. And I like to say, amen, in the book of amen, Romans, the 6th chapter, verse 6 through 17, he said, know this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being risen from the dead, he dies no more, and death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, and alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore range in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither give ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself serving, to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or Obedience unto righteousness. But God, be thankful that ye were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which a man was delivered unto you. Revelation 21 7 and 8 says, He that overcometh, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbeliever, and abomination, and murders, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burn with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The necessity of holiness. It's a need for holiness. We speak about holiness, amen. And sometimes people don't, amen, want to 
to elaborate on wholeness of what it really means. But we cannot escape from the word of God. The writer in Romans did let us know, amen, that knowing this, that our old man, our old sinful man, is crucified with him, that the bite of sin might be destroyed. When we come to Jesus Christ and give our life to him, our old man, the old deeds, the old things that we used to do, we die out to them. We don't want to do those things anymore. That's the reason it's necessary, amen, for holiness. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So it doesn't make any difference tonight, my beloved brothers and sisters. What name is over your church or what denomination we are under? God's word stands sure he's talking to all of us. And he's letting us know it is necessary to be holy. Holiness is God's character. Holiness is of the Lord himself. That's why he says, amen, be ye holy, for I am holy. Holiness, amen, don't have a, a beginning, and holiness don't have an ending. Holiness have always been and always will be because God is holy. We know he established his church on the day of Pentecost, but, amen, holiness was already involved. And my daughter says, amen, he was telling the children of Israel to be holy. God is still looking for some holy peoples. And I'm saying, amen, the written word of God is for every born-again believer. For he that is dead is free from sin. If you done died to sin... If you done died from sin in this world, you are free. If you really die. But if you find out, amen, that your life is still mingling with sin, and sin is your desire of, of, of the way of life, but you say, I love the Lord, you haven't really died. You got to die from sin. You got to have a desire that you don't want to sin after the Lord have really come into your life. You'll have a desire that you don't want to do wrong anymore. When you see you don't escape the judgment of God. You want to live a righteous, a holy life as much as you can, pleasing unto God. Well, he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe 
that we should also live with him. If you, if you died with him, you ought to believe, amen, that we should also live with him. And I'm not talking about when we get to heaven. I'm talking about right now, down in this present age, amen, that we are in now. We are to live a holy life, a righteous life, a sanctified life, separated from sin right here in this present world. Holiness is necessary for the Christian life. I'm talking about a real Christian. And I, I pray, man, every one of you that confess that you is born again, I pray, amen, a change has come into your life. And you are a real Christian. It has got so scandalous today that everybody almost you ask, are you a Christian? They say, yes, I am a Christian. But the deeds is showing up otherwise. They're still living after the flesh, but they are a Christian. When God changes you, beloved, he changes you. Holiness is necessary to please God. You, amen. You can't please God without being holy. Holiness is necessary to even see God. If you want to see God, amen, you're going to have to be holy, sanctified, and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. When the Lord come back, amen, he's coming back, amen, at a church without spot, blemish. Holiness is necessary, amen, for heaven. If you go into heaven, you got to be holy. You've got to be clean. Can't nobody clean you but the blood of Jesus Christ. You're going to be washing the blood of Jesus. First of all, amen, before you be washing the blood of Jesus, you got to repent of your sin and come to be godly sorry for the sin that we have committed unto the Lord. The Lord wants us to come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Break up the frolic ground. Just don't come, amen, and say, Lord, I love you, I love you. And you know you don't really mean it. When you come to Jesus, mean it, children. Now, the Lord is right there to help you in your weakness, but mean it. God is holy. There's no way around it. Nothing we can put in the place of that, amen. God is holy. Holiness is one of the characteristics of God. That's just one of God's characteristics. When you see God, you see holiness. That's one of his attributes. In other words, he is total. 
and absolutely pure and undefiled. Because of this attribute of God, he cannot tolerate sin in any form or fashion. It is against his nature. Amen. You got to die to sin. God can't tolerate sin. You cannot get get into heaven in your sin. Sin is not going to ever get back into heaven again. You got to present your body. An everyday thing, every day that God allows us to live, you got to present your body a living sacrifice. It's got to be holy, something that God can use. It's got to be acceptable unto him, and that is just our reasonable service. It was because they made lutable sin. Now remember, amen, Luther was one of God's beautiful angels. For he allowed thoughts to come into his mind. See, you can, amen, be serving God, and you can allow evil thoughts to come into your mind, and if you press your way on those thoughts, it can overtake the righteousness of God in you. Luther was, amen, It was because of Luther's sin and God's holiness that Luther was cast out of heaven. But he became proud and created a hoof in heaven. He sided hell right there in heaven. God said, no, 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 you can't. No, you can, I ain't going to have that. This beautiful archangel all the wisdom that God had given him, all the beauty that he had, all the wisdom that God gave him, it went to his head. So now, amen, he, he don't want to, amen, be holy anymore because as long as he was obeying God, he was holy. But when those thoughts began to create in his own mind, he came to be a reprobated, God had to cast him out of heaven. Angels who followed him were cast out of heaven immediately because God will not abide with sin. All those angels, the Bible says one-third of heaven, one-third of the angels, all of those angels that was with Lucifer at that time, or his name later was to call the devil, was cast out because God can't tolerate sin. Sin and God cannot abide in the same place. You out there that is struggling and you are trying, and if you ever really have been really saved, I'm going to tell you, amen, keep on fighting. Don't give up yet. Don't give up. 
God knows, amen, that they have a growing span, amen, that you need to reach. Don't, don't give up. Because you have failed. Don't be like the sow that loves mud. You can wash the old hog, amen, clean him up. And I don't care how much soap and deodorant you put on him. When he sees mud, he's going to go, amen, and dive into that mud because that's his nature. I'm saying amen. When God's going to cut you up, stay clean. It may be a struggle for you until you can grow and get yourself established in the way of the Lord, but stay clean. Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve was wonderful. In paradise. Adam and Eve in a wonderful place called paradise. Where all they had to do was just obey the Lord. That was just all. They didn't know evil in the garden of paradise. All they knew was good that was set before them. And remember, they had our four pants. Adam and Eve, amen, this is wonderful. Paradise called the Garden of Eden. The enemy deceived them. However, and they sinned and lost their state of innocence. They lost their state of innocence when the enemy deceived them. And when you are saved and you've been sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and the devil deceives you, you lose your state of innocence. You're not innocent anymore. And upon that retrospect, amen, God had to bring judgment upon them because they were disobedient. Humanity faces several judgments because of their disobedience. One aspect of judgment was death. The Lord told Adam and Eve, the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Now he told them not to eat of it. But they were disobedient. As he's telling us every day of our life, don't eat of the forbidden fruit. And the forbidden fruit is sin. Once you come out of sin, God is telling you, don't go back in it. Because the day that you eat of that fruit, you're going to spiritually begin to die. Even we all know, amen, that it is appointed unto man to die. And after death comes judgment, spiritually you die. You begin to lose your insight, your knowledge of who the Lord, what holiness really represents. Judgment, death was the first thing. They were sinners to die, and they began to age. You see, amen, sin caused you to age. 
Sin caused us to age. And different things happen in our body. This is some of the judgment that God put upon mankind. But the worst judgment of all was separated from God. It is a bad thing to be separated from God. Can you remember the story of the rich man in Lazarus? The rich man says, when he was upon earth, he had everything that he wanted. He he was he could dress fair every day. He he was just a luxury man. He could have anything he wants. But he messed around. He had to die, and death separated him from God. Don't let death separate you from God. Lazarus, of course, was a poor beggar. And the Bible tells Amen. The rich man went to hell, but Lazarus rested in Abraham's bosom. Amen. Don't be separated from the Lord. You are a miserable individual when you are separated from the presence of God. The necessity of being holy. Holiness keeps you in the Lord. In the bond of righteousness. Even in that dark hour of sin. However, there was a ray of hope with being beaming earthwardly from heaven. God promised a redeemer to deliver people from sin and in bondage. Even it was a ray of hope. After Adam and Eve had sinned, there was just a, a little hope because God had promised a redeemer was going to come. And one of the old days, one of them days, amen, he was going to restore Adam and Eve back into their rightful place where they were from the beginning. The blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless lamb of God, would make salvation possible for the human race. It took the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, it just it, 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 it just poured him today as it was when it first pierced him in the side. It just is rich and just as strong today, amen, as it was, amen, 2,000 years ago, the blood of Jesus. Can wash your sins away. Oh, we need to be under the blood of Jesus. The eternal God. That love mankind mankind so well. Mankind experienced salvation through an experience called the new birth. Have you have you really do you really understand the new birth? Because, amen, Nicodemus was the ruler of the Jews, one that was supposed to have understood what it meant about being born again, and he did not understand. 
Do you really understand the new birth? It's a change. A change comes into your life. And the thing that you used to love, you now hate it. The places that you used to go, you don't want to go there no more. The words that used to come out of your mouth, you don't allow them to be there no more. A change comes. And then this is your point of the new birth experience. A person is perfect. He perfectly is a babe in Christ. Amen. And when you just get into Christ Jesus, you are a babe. You don't know everything. God don't expect for you to know everything. It is a growing process that you have to go through with. And I don't care, amen, whether you one or 21 or, or 50, you never get to the end of your growing in Christ. We get this new birth now and this new experience, and we feel the anointing in the presence of God, and we feel like we, we got it we got it made. No, it's just the beginning of us learning. It's just the beginning of wisdom. It's just the beginning of knowing who the Lord really is. A person take on the holy nature of God. Just think about it. You don't put on the holy nature of God. God is holy. Now you can say, I am holy. You got God's nature on. You got God's character on. You got God's likeness on. A person take on amen the holy nature of God and his spiritually birth. But he still living in a fleshly body. You amen may put on God's holy nature, but the devil is still tussling with you. Because there is no good thing in your flesh. Our flesh is no good. Isaiah says, I'm a righteous and that's fifth of in the eyesight of the Lord. Our flesh is no good. You can't depend on your flesh. Because there is nothing good in it. Wholeness is necessary to clean in and to provide him to live a Christian life here on earth and utterly to prepare him for heaven. Without wholeness, we cannot see. Listen at that. Without wholeness, we can't even see the Lord. Oh, my beloved. It's the day ever when it comes, amen, that Jesus appears. When he comes, if you are not holy, you are not going to be able to look up at him or look on his face. Holiness condemns sin.
One writer say, hide me from the one that sits on the throne. He's going to be so holy. Amen. The people going to be trying to hide behind rocks. But then he says to the righteous, whatsoever he be like, we shall be like him. We will be able to look at Jesus. Holding us without, we cannot see the Lord. Holiness is necessary for a Christian life. Holiness is necessary for a Christian life. Before coming to God, a person is alive to sin. Indeed, sin is the master that ranges in his life. Before we come to Jesus Christ, we are serving sin. Every one of us, before we come to Jesus, Satan is our master. No matter how much we say we know Jesus, if we are not serving him, we don't belong to him. Sin invades us, and we serve sin. Sometimes we may wonder how and why some individual commit horrible acts of violence and sin. It is because they are not in complete control. They are serving their master, Satan. We wonder sometimes why some people do such horrible crimes. And it don't bother them too much. They are under the control of their daddy, Satan. And they do these horrible things. They're not in control of themselves, but they are in control of the influence of Satan. And the Bible tells us Satan was a murderer from the very beginning. So when we see these hideous crimes all over the world is being taking place, remember, those people are acting on Satan's terms. <laughs> when they own drugs, alcohol, and sent for pleasure, just going out, you know, done what they feel like they want to do. That's they serving their master, Satan. They ain't serving God. I had sense enough to know that when I was a young man. Amen. And I, when I was in the world, I was out there doing some of the same thing a lot of uh, everybody else did. Amen. But I had sense enough to know I wasn't serving God. No matter how much I talked about the Lord, I wasn't serving the Lord. I was serving the devil. Now, when I come to Jesus, I quit serving the devil. My alcohol, my wildness with women, my smoking, my drinking, all that deceit when I come to Jesus.
the life that they may have been Leo, but they felt powerless to deny their separate race. You know, they, 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 they want to live that life. Sin, amen, everybody don't want to give up sin. But I tell you, amen, it's necessary for holiness. When we come to God, the first thing that we must do is to be lead in God. For we must believe that he is able and willing to help us. And we must have faith in his word, which while creating us into obedience. You got to believe, amen. If you when you come to the Lord, you got to believe that He is. And that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Hebrews eleven and six says, For without faith it is impossible to please him. You got to have faith in him. In everything you do, you got to have faith in the Lord. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that is, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now, you got to believe that God is. And that he will reward those that diligently seek him. You got to believe if you're going to come to him. You got to give up everything. Crucify this old man daily. With true faith in God and his word, a sinner will feel remorse for his sin. Convicted in his heart of his sin, his past, and he'll repent of his sin and confess his transgression to God. Seeking his forgiveness, this is a spiritually death. Die out of sin and to selfishness desire. You got to die. Die out to sin. Do it while you're living right here on earth. You can do it if you die. If you die out of something and it's dead, you don't want to serve that thing no more. Now, but if you keep on, amen, doing the same thing, same thing, you haven't died. Because the sinner has died spiritually to his own selfish will. You got to die to your own selfish will. Jesus made it plain and said, not as I will, but thou will be done. You got to die out. Is that what you want to do anymore? It's, it's, you, it's Jesus now. A barrier is then is in order. The scripture reveal, amen, that 
We are buried with Christ in water baptism as we are immersed in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 6 and 4. We are buried. Come on, you got to be buried with Christ. When you go down in that water, you are covered from head to toe. You are bearing, it's a type of symbol that you are bearing your sin. And when you rise up out of that water, you ought to be walking in the newness of life. You left that old man down there in that water. Many times we don't need that old man there. We bring him right back up. To go down the drive, they ever come up over at the uh, the group, uh, go down the drive. Devil and come up a wet devil. When we are in Jesus, we ought to die. There ought to be something new activating in our life when we come up out of that water. But you got to go down in Jesus' name. As a person has died spiritually and repented and has been buried in the name of Jesus Christ, he is is ready to receive a resurrection. He's ready now to receive a resurrection to a new life in Christ Jesus. The infilling of the Holy Ghost completes the new birth experience by the resurrection of him to walk in a new and spiritually motivate this. When you come up in Jesus, you are a new creature. In Christ Jesus, all things have passed away. How can you say that I know Jesus is still doing the same old thing that you did before you confessed to Jesus? It's a new resurrection. It's a new day. Wholeness is necessary. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Death to our past life or sin. And defeat, the old things are passing away, and all things have become new. As you live in Jesus, you ought to die daily, die daily. Every day of your life, you ought to die out of your flesh, little bit more and a little bit more. The things that have been hanging on you, amen, and you can't hardly turn loose, amen, die to them daily. That's why God gives you the Holy Ghost. He said, after that you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall have power. That power of Jesus will come in a brick. Amen. That force of hell that's trying to bind you and make you go back to it. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. Neither will I forsake you. Lord, I'll be with you even to the end of the world. Jesus ain't going to forsake you. We are a new creature. In Christ Jesus. Yes, the new convert takes 
on the divine nature of Christ. Now you to put on the divine nature of Jesus Christ. That ought to be, I mean, you ought to be, want to be like him. You ought to act like him. His desire are change. The things, amen, he once loved, he hates them now. And the things he once hates, he loves. For instance, God hates sin. And after receiving the Holy Ghost, the new Christian also hates sin. When you really have been born again, listen, children, you will hate sin. You ain't going to catch it to go along with it. No, you identify it as wrong, and I don't like it. You will hate sin. No matter how many of your little friends that you see, and they say, well, I'm saved too, and they've done the thing. Amen. You know that's not like this. You will hate sin. We lose our appetite for the sinful pleasure that fills our lives before our conversion. We lose our sinful appetite. We don't have that same old appetite anymore. We don't go to the old places that we used to go anymore. We don't sing, amen, the word of songs, amen, that we used to clap our feet, amen, to an amen and, 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 and dance on it. We don't go there anymore. It's a new song that's coming to your heart. Unfortunately, this does not mean that Christians are incapable of sinning. Just because you in Christ, it don't mean, amen, you can't sin. Oh, yes, you can sin. All you have to do is stop listening to the word of God. All you have to do is get calm-minded. And be around curve-minded people. All you have to do is stop praying, stop fasting, stop reading your Bible, and you can sin. You can sin. Some people say once in and never out. Don't, don't, don't believe that. You can sin. And there is no sin going enter into the kingdom of heaven. The flesh, by nature, is still present present in us. Yes, the flesh by nature is still present within us, and the flesh by nature knows what we like. It knows how to root. Amen, the very thing we like right up in our face. Crucify the old man. Bury the old man in his deeds. We can live victorious over sin as long as we keep the old nature 
or sin under submission to the new spirit within us. A person will sin if he allow his fleshly desire to overpower the influence of the spirit of God. You will sin if you allow your fleshly power to overcome the spirit of God. God tell you not to do it, and you say, oh, everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it too. You can sin. And if you don't get it straight with Jesus, you're going to die in your sin. As long as, long as we are living in the flesh, the battle for control of our lives, will continue to rage. But God gives us power to overcome sin and to live holy. God given us power. Be ye, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. God give us power is to overcome sin and Satan. It is necessary for holiness. If the Lord delay is coming, I will pick up on this on next Thursday night. We can go deeper into this. You got to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. If you don't, if you want to see God, you're going to have to put on his holy nature. You won't have to be just like him. This is Dr. Moore, amen, saying, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Pray for me, amen. And we can continue to get the word of God out. Be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.